Hey lovelies, and welcome to another episode of The Matcha Diaries, the podcast where your hosts Kara and Leo discuss a new topic close to our hearts each week or interview an inspiring guest. This is part two of our interview with Emily, the host of the What Fulfills You podcast. In this episode, we chat about the transitions between college to work life, motivation as an identity and a part of who we are rather than a feeling that can fade away, the importance of not selling yourself short and having an audacious mindset, and so much more. We hope you enjoy this episode as much as we did, and please send us a DM on Instagram to let us know your thoughts on the episode. So, Leo, would you like to share your highs and lows of this week before we get into the episode? I would absolutely love to. Um, Okay, this week, trying to think back, I think I know quite clearly what my highs and lows were. I think Cara knows quite clearly what my (laughs) highs and lows were. Yeah, you haven't told me what you want to say. You're like, I'll I'll give you more details later. (laughs) Saving it for the podcast. I'm excited to hear these. Um, Everybody's (laughs) getting the real scoop here. So, my low was that at the beginning of the week, I mean, I kind of alluded to this in an Instagram post that I posted yesterday, so Friday as well, but I just kind of had like something like happen, which brought a lot of emotions back up again. And I think this is just like, the perfect phrase for this is just, you know, healing isn't linear. And I know that rationally, but it's just like hard when you feel like you've dealt with something and then something happens and just like, sets you 100 steps back again when you felt like you've made progress so I think that's kind of what happened at the beginning of the week and that in turn just like put me in a bit of like a low a low state of mind um and I, I find it so funny how it whenever I'm in these kind of low funks I always feel like I can't imagine what it feels like to be happy again if that makes sense like it always feels so permanent mm. and but same when I'm in a good mood like it always feels like I can't imagine being sad now not feeling yeah yeah I find that so interesting but lo and behold um <laughs> I did actually <laughs> end up feeling way better towards the end of the week and like my my moods completely shifted I think I I did actually quite a good job of like listening to my body and like I don't know having some journalings really helped me I had some like realizations whilst I was like running and all of this I can highly recommend yeah. runs to bring out any <laughs> emotions that you haven't dealt with. Um, so then towards the end of the week, I actually, I completely forgotten that this was the case, that this was my high, was <laughs> that yesterday was my very last day in my old team. So for anybody who doesn't know, I'm on a rotational grad scheme, which means that every six months I rotate into a new team for Mm -hmm. a total of two years so this is going to be my last ever rotation the next six months I know it's crazy to think about um so yeah I hadn't even realized that last like this Friday was my last day in my (laughs) old team and that it was like so bittersweet because I feel like this past rotation like the past six months have been really really great and so much has happened and the team were so so sweet and Last night we had like a like a team social and we always do a quiz like once a month or something like a Zoom quiz. I feel like we've all done it like yeah. a million times throughout Corona. <laughs> it's the new normal. <laughs> exactly. But it was so sweet because they'd like they'd set up a quiz about me like as a surprise as sort of like a 
a leaving day, I guess. So it was all just like... So you didn't know, you didn't know what the social was going to be no, about? No, no, no idea. Aww. So that was actually really sweet. And <laughs> I mean, I always feel really like embarrassed when it's like, okay, all the attention is on me. And it's like, <laughs> you know, um, especially I'm so bad at goodbyes and I'm such like an emotional yeah. person. So... Obvi- I was already like tearing up on the phone to my manager in the morning, <laughs> you know, thanking him for what a great manager he's been because he truly has been like, he's been like one of the most supportive. I think he's been the most supportive manager I've ever had. I can definitely say that. Aww. Like I really felt like he had like my best interest at heart and he really like believed in me and also like, pushed me work wise. I don't want to start crying again. Please up together, Leo. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I was, <laughs> I was kind of just like talking to the team as well about this and I don't know, it was just really emotional, but kind of like in a good way. Cause it made me realize, like, I feel like little milestones like that kind of make you realize how far you've come and how much has changed and how much I've also like grown in these like past six months alone. I mean, so much has happened even yeah. just like in my personal life, let alone like my work life as well. So Yeah feeling very grateful for for like my job and everything yeah sometimes it's hard though like when you say goodbye to your managers because you think it's the end but they they will always be a network that or like a contact that you have that you can go to I think sometimes we forget well I say we as if I know what I'm talking about (laughs) but (laughs) like it's easy to forget that you think oh the rotation's over that's it that's them gone forever but it'll it he'll always be someone you can go to if you have any you know concerns or questions yeah Um, at least that's the vibe I'm getting like you guys had a good work relationship so yeah no I agree and I guess what makes it slightly less hard the goodbye is that you know I'm still in the company at least so yeah I can still message all of those people whenever and then hopefully uh, if at some point we get back to the office I'll actually be able to Mm -hmm. see them all in person again and they say hi yeah. and we'd like hopefully have like a proper get together in basic pub you know <laughs> how the english like to do it <laughs> so. so was it a good quiz did they ask you good questions yeah i was i was actually impressed by how many people knew the answers like i was pretty impressed like, people have been listening <laughs> kind of <me>. creepy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The best thing was that, like, the cover photo of the quiz was a photo of me from, like, my uni days. It was, I, I he must have Googled, and he was like, yeah, it was very interesting Googling you because somebody else on my team did it. He was like, because <laughs> it, it was a photo from one of the plays that I'd been in at uni. Oh. So, it was very funny. Wow, someone really took his time to, <laughs> to make the quiz. Which is why I think, like, several people, I think several people worked on it together. Like, you know, they kind of collaborated to come up with the questions. So I just yeah really appreciated them taking the time. So, yeah, mm. sweet. Okay, enough about me. I keep rambling on. <laughs> Please talk about you, Cara. <laughs> Please. I love it. <laughs> it's not like there's much to talk about on my end. So I'll start with the low because I feel like I just want to get that out, out of the way. Yeah. And it's honestly just not one thing like I, I I was telling Leo this other day like I just feel like I'm on a general low mm. um but I just think it's because I don't know I feel like it's I mean I was saying this to Leo and, and Leo was like it's normal like if you weren't feeling down it would be confusing like I think anyone who would be who's in my position now of just like major uncertainty and like just things not going my way and um I mean I think a lot of people relate to this uh, and I see it all over the place with like on like LinkedIn and stuff with people being like um oh, I just secured a role and for everyone that's out there, like, this isn't, you know, I, it's taken 36 rejections for me to get here and, like, 
you know, I'm sure you'll finally get that yes that you're looking for and stuff. And it's it's easy to read the support and stuff, but it's hard to actually feel like that could happen to you. Like, yeah, I had a conversation with Ed the other day and he was saying, just picture that feeling when they phone you and they say, you know, you got the job. And I'm like, I can't even imagine that. Like, the only scenario I've imagined is them, them just phoning, saying sorry. You know, like, mm. we chose to go with someone else. And then the recruiters are all really nice and stuff. And I've always, I've gotten good feedback where they're like, it's not... You know, like, you're intelligent, you're a good speaker, good ideas and stuff, but it's it's just not the right fit. So, That's at so, least I know so I'm qualified, but it's yeah. just like, how how do I know if I'm the right fit for a company? So, it's just a bit demotivating and, um, like, it's even boring to talk about because I've just said this so many times and it, it's just, it's just overall draining. And I guess Corona as well is, is just... I know, like, I feel like we don't talk, I feel like when we first started the podcast, our lows were always, like, corona-related, and, like, me not being able to see my family and stuff, Mm. and even though I haven't mentioned it as a low, it has, it's, like, been a constant low, that's just, like, it's always become, like, a permanent state. Yeah, exactly, which is why I think, I think that's just how I feel, like, all these little lows have just become, like, a permanent state, and my highs are the things that are changing, whereas the lows are just staying consistent. I, I can imagine it to be so hard to think about, you know, that final job that you're then going to get and it's so easy to say oh you'll be Mm. able to look back at this time and you'll be able to realize that you know all those companies they truly weren't right for you because you know yeah from an outside perspective it's easy to see that you're you would be a great hire and a company that will fit you you know will be very very lucky to have you and that the company that you then end up being employed by then you'll know that it's genuinely because you know you're the right fit for the company and you know, then you'll be able to integrate yourself in a team. And it's, you know, once you're actually working, the time goes by so quickly, it'll be almost like this time yeah. will feel like a blur to you. But that's always like easier said than actually imagined and pictured because you're not living that time right now. You're living in exactly that that blurb of a time where you don't know what that job is going to be. So it's just really yeah. tough. Yeah, you're not on TikTok, but for everyone <laughs> that is on TikTok, they probably know this, but there's there's this account that kind of, they say like, oh, you're feeling stressed, and then like, <laughs> it zooms out into the world and like into the gal, like Ooh. the galaxy and everything. And it just, I think like seeing videos like that, it makes me realize that like I'm stressing over things that I don't have control of, and it's just I don't know how to explain the feeling, but just seeing when you see the world yeah. like just as a floating thing in space, it just puts things in perspective. And these videos actually really help me. But anyways, Can I'm getting I'm going on a tangent. Yeah, yeah, no. I'll send- <laughs> I'll send it to you. But my high of this week is actually today because um, this morning, Ed and I and my sister, we went to Newbury, which is where we're moving. If you guys remember from my other episode, um, I said that it's <laughs> that Ed and I finally like secured a place. And so we actually signed the contract a few days ago. So it's all like no. official now. So we went, we're not allowed to go into the place because people still live in it, but we like we drove around and we just saw the area and we kind of planned out like, oh, this is where we'll, you know, do our food shops and this is where we'll go get coffee. And Aww. we just, we tried to explore the city, which is uh, a nice distraction to do. And also the weather. I know this is like a, a really small high, but the weather was really nice today. So it was the first day in ages where I could just sit outside and have some breakfast and not feel freezing. Um, <laughs> and the, like my, you know, when the sun hits your head and you feel like kind of warm yeah. on the top of your head, that I felt that today for the first time in probably like six months. So it was just a nice, 
a nice feeling i think i think the weather really impacts my mood as well yeah. like good weather days make me feel so much better so i'm looking forward to brighter sunnier and warmer days <laughs> that is a lovely note to end off on yeah, <laughs> yeah to end our highs and lows on because obviously now mm. we can get into the second part of our conversation with emily which we very much enjoyed yeah. so we hope you enjoy too <laughs> I don't know if you've had this like in the switch from college to like working life because obviously you kind of transitioned whilst you were still in education but I know that Mm -hmm. for me I'm currently like in the process of building up my confidence in uh, my professional life Mm -hmm. whereas I'd already Mm -hmm. had like several years of building up that confidence in like academics or like I knew I could I was good at academics and now I'm just Mm -hmm. kind of in the process of okay I need to prove to myself that I can push myself out of my comfort zone in certain work career-based situations and networking and all of those sort of things I don't know how did you find that transition um I think the the transition for me from college to young adult life was just really like doing the young adult things now right like I I don't really partake Mm. in as much um and again it's all personal preference right like for me I I love doing, I've always dreamed of like living in my own apartment like I do right now and having my own place and having my own home and just like cooking and cleaning and doing laundry. Like that's as weird as it sounds, like that was always kind of my dream life in my 20s. And so for me, I I envisioned it and I was like, okay, like what's the next step to get there? And I think as well with that in mind, like when I realized that I you know, wanted that life for myself and where some of my peers who are also 22, 23, 24, some of them might be spending that money that I had to save up to like, you know, live it the way I do. They might be spending it at the bar or they might be spending it on like festivals and things like mm. that, which is totally cool. Totally awesome. Again, personal preference. But um, I think I just sacrificed choices that didn't matter to me as much and put it towards things that mattered to me more like just uh, being a young adult, right? Even if it's like a work bag that I really like, I'm looking at like my leather bag I have right now that I don't get to bring into the office, but um, anymore. But I just things like that. It's like Aww. it's like oh, I, I I love that feeling, and so I just try to emulate it and and do the practices that put me in that position. What are some of like those practices that you do? Like, do you have certain like routines that you do on like a daily basis to, I guess, keep you on this like motivated like track? Yeah. Um, I definitely keep it consistent. No, I don't want to call it morning routine, but it's like just a morning ritual. Like something I always do every morning is I, I get up um, by 7 a.m. It really depends because some days like today I had Pilates at 7.30 a.m. So I just needed to wake up by 6.30, leave by 7. Some days I have it at 6.15, like tomorrow morning I have it at 6.15 a.m. So I have to wake up by like, oh, wow. yeah, so I have to wake up by like 5.15 and leave by, you know, 5.45, 5.30. And, um, you know, I think for me, by doing those things and then being around people that are also doing it, when you make it a habit, that's for me how I stay motivated because it just, it becomes like your identity. Mm-hmm. It doesn't become this additional energy that pushes you. It just becomes who you are. And when it becomes who you are, you can feel yourself mm-hmm. being really, like unaligned when you start doing things that don't align with the identity so for example if I were to try to go get drunk tonight but I know I have a 6 a.m workout class it's gonna it's gonna make my brain feel like you know frenzy it's gonna be like 
yeah, what like, cognitive dissonance. Yes, yeah, it's gonna be cognitive yeah. dissonance. It's gonna be like, what the heck are you doing? Like, are you working out tomorrow? Or are you trying to get drunk tonight? You know. And so I think that's the same thing with my motivation. Is like, I do things that stay aligned with like the direction I'm going in. So you know, my businesses, my work. Um, I prioritize that. And a lot of times too, with that being said, like some of the practices I do is also saying no to friends when they say, Hey, do you want to go do this? And I'm like, sorry, like I just can't do it. Or I, I just tell them straight front, like upfront, like I'm not interested in doing that. Um, but hit me up if you do something like this another time. Right. Or like whatever that may be. Um, as well as like, even in the dating realm or just like hanging out with people, like I just rarely allow myself to go out of my inner circle or go out of my way to like meet a new guy unless I felt like a hundred percent that he was really my vibe and you know I, I don't I don't really like dread missed opportunity in that case because I'm like you know what if they're meant to be you know crossing paths with me I'll cross paths with them again yeah. at some point but <laughs> yeah. um I I don't I don't get all like FOMO like oh my god like what if this is the one I'm like I don't give a shit like <laughs> you know like if they're just meant to be in my yeah. life like they're gonna come they're gonna come around and um, I think a lot of life is just is just timing and how you make your own choices. So I just prioritize kind of what what feeds into the identity I want to become. So I don't think about being a motivated person or having motivation. I just think about Emily Duong, like she's the type of person that works out in the morning. She, you know, she likes to drink coffee. She likes to eat clean and, and, and get stay fit, stay active. And, you know, that kind of thing. Like that's just part of who I am, not mm. just like that I that's not like I'm motivated you kind of see what I'm saying because I think motivation is what fades away but your identity is what stays with you every single day I think it's so fascinating like the discipline that you seem to be able to sort of have on a daily basis and Mm -hmm. do you feel like that sort of stems from your athlete days it's like that it's been sort of because I know that that's obviously probably very much like an athlete mindset right it's like okay you you have to work for the sport it becomes like part of your part of your Mm -hmm. life and I'm sure identity yeah exactly like do you feel like that has shaped you and like who you are today Mm -hmm. because you did that from such a young age yeah um definitely because I used to wake up yeah like even in middle school high school I woke up at 5 a.m to get on the ice at 6 a.m and I would skate from like 6 to 7 30 and I was given this like extra privilege to come into school 30 minutes late uh just so I could have that extra time to skate and so um that part of my life though is one of those few and very rare times like I regret not maximizing in and I rare I don't have any regrets in life but the lack of discipline I had in figure skating I always tell myself, like, had I been more disciplined then, I probably would have competed even what, yeah, 2022 20, Olympics, so, like, next coming year. So I thought of this when I was, like, 12, 13, and I calculated how old I was at each Olympics. So from 20, 2014, 2018, 2022 Olympics. So 2018 and 2022 were, like, the realistic ones if I was, like, training really well enough, I was, like you know, really disciplined Mm. in there. And I look back and I really wish I had put more effort in. And that's part of where I I get that mentality now. And like, I would trade anything to be training right now, like waking up at 4 or 5 a.m. being on the ice then. So obviously, I I don't regret where I'm at now. I love where I'm at. I think life happens for Mm. the way it does. And I appreciate that. And so that's why I don't have any 
like weird feelings about being up at 5 a.m to go to pilates because i'm like emily if it was your choice you would be doing this for skating anyway so might as well put that fierce energy towards something that you know you you would be doing anyway so i just tried to i try to replicate um almost like a similar schedule i had when i was an athlete because i always think back to okay when were times that you felt really good and when i was training in tennis and skating like constantly that was when i felt really good i was active i was focused I was disciplined and I'm like, okay, how can you emulate that in your life today? Even if you're not training tennis and skating anymore, what are things that you can do to emulate that discipline and focus? Because that was when I felt my happiest and my most fulfilled. Yeah, it's like working towards that goal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so amazed by what you're saying. (laughs) And like putting the soft skills that you have, which is like discipline and stuff into everything you do in your day to day day life. And I guess that's maybe something that's not talked Mm -hmm. about a lot is like when you do sports in school and stuff, everyone's like, oh, it's just like a side thing. But you learn so much from those things. You learn time, like Mm -hmm. time management, you learn teamwork, you you learn how to deal with other people, you know, you learn how to, you know, set routines with yourself. And it it, like obviously through your example, it carries through in your life. So it's very interesting. Yeah. And I guess because you were talking about sort of those those goals, and I know that you've mentioned like within the podcast, like your priorities of like letting go of those instant gratifications and more focusing on those sort of long term goals. What do you feel like now at this point would be your long term goals mm-hmm. that you're working towards? Yeah, uh, first one that comes to mind. It's very audacious, but my one of my long term goals is to live by coastal between New York and LA. <laughs> um and even if like it was like oh what a dream yeah and I think like it's very doable even like two years from now where even if I was renting in both cities where I'd have I'd have to sacrifice like only having a one-bedroom apartment in one city and then having to like have a place with roommates in the other so probably the, the roommates one would be at the city I'm like in maybe less of the year um and I just like dream of that because I think of my like podcast growing by then to the point where I am going to be recording and doing interviews in both like New York and LA and maybe like Texas and other cities and like actually when we're in person again and stuff which I'm, I'm certain by two years that'll be the case um but a lot can change in those two years but that's definitely true my favorite city so I hope to do that as a long-term goal um but I just I think ultimately my long-term goal as well is just to have freedom of options and freedom of choice I think most people spend their life not really having as much freedom of choice and they will always tell you like you know well you're lucky you I didn't have that opportunity and I think um it's not always people's fault that they didn't have the opportunity but I do see my parents as examples of people Mm. that really built from the ground up like they came over to America Mm. as immigrants they said English was their second language my you know neither of them were fluent in it right um and they they were sponsored by you know people over here in America to like come over here and so I just think like the life that they've built for themselves and then also for their children myself and my brother um and being in the position I am today like in this LA apartment like I don't see that having been done without like my parents kind of setting the foundation of opportunity for us and so um I look at that as like okay Mm -hmm. if if they could do that much in the area and life that they grew up in you must be able to do a lot more with your privilege and opportunity in America and so for me I just you know I just dream of like 
actually loving everything I do every single day. And I know that's like very audacious, right? But I think like in this one life that we have, why can't that be a dream? Like, why do we have to say, oh, that's so unpractical? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of people- I don't people, think we should settle for anything less. Yeah. And I, people will always tell you, oh, that's so dreamy. But I mean, like, I see plenty of people do it. I really do see plenty of people yeah. do it. And I think like, why not me as well? Like, that's just exactly. kind of my question all the time is like, why not me? Like, why can't I be the next person? And I think a lot of people kind of sell themselves short, which is why they kind of um, mm-hmm. don't have as much options because they- always stopped at the belief of oh there's no way I could do that I'm only 23 mm-hmm. like I have plenty of friends that will say like oh my god I'm like you want to live in both cities I'm like you know and that's why I actually rarely share that with like some friends because some of them will think like you're only 23 and that's your dream like I I only dream of having like something like this and like that's great like each person has their own yeah dream. good for you that, but let me dream yeah while but, I'm but that doesn't mean you should have to like make your dreams the same as your friends or your peers or whatever like whatever it is that you want in this life I think the moment you start to implement it into your head and you start to actually believe the practicality and of it and the steps that you need to take towards it, I think you can really make your life however you want. So that's kind of ultimately my long-term goal. I love that. Do you feel like your definition of ha- of success has changed throughout the years? Because I know that for me, it definitely has changed from like more chasing external factors, like maybe it would have been, I don't know, money or a certain career. And I feel like now the way I would see is exactly what you said of like, just finding that like contentment and happiness, like more just like within what I'm doing and feeling like what your podcast is about, Mm -hmm. right? Fulfillment, like finding, finding daily practices that are fulfilling me. Mm -hmm. I don't know how, Mm -hmm. how do you view success? Yeah, I view success as obviously very relative to each person. And for, for me personally, I find you know, I, I, I will feel and believe I am successful when I am doing things out of choice, kind of again, similar to that long term goal, when I'm doing things out of choice versus out of no other option or like versus like, oh, I have to do this, right? Whereas like, I think you become mm-hmm. um, successful. And again, even if like working a nine to five is your choice, that's probably in my eyes successful with that person, right? Or even if that was my choice, and that's successful to me. But I think when you get to actually love what you do and choose to do it uh, regardless of how much income it brings you regardless of you know like what you can buy with that money or whatever you can't like it doesn't matter to me I just think like if that ultimately you know makes you want to wake up each day and go do it I think that's what success is for me and so that's why I'm trying to set the foundation of what I do today for for years to come like I look at everything I do today for something you know where I could be when I'm 25 26 27 not just like tomorrow you know yeah. and I think um I think if you think long term if you think about how your actions today will impact your life in a couple of years uh, I think that's how you can get a good start into knowing um you know how to think long term so do you see yourself staying in a nine-to-five job like for the next coming years and then stopping or is it, or is having a nine-to-five job because you're a consultant now, right? Mm-hmm. Is that something you want to do long term? Is that just like now to get to you to where you want to be? Yeah, um, nine to five. I'm I'm planning to be out of nine to five by like mid 2021. So this year. Um, wow. Yeah, I know. And it's like definitely <laughs> something that my mom's like, what the hell are you doing? But I think it's, <laughs> you know, I think it's funny. I, I think the nine to five job life is great. I, I definitely thrive in it. I'm great at it. I think that 
Um, there's a lot of opportunities with what I do though, in like podcasting and my new social media agency that, um, has a lot of ability to scale at a full-time level, which it's already like climbing towards that direction. So that's why I'm just projecting like maybe by Q3 that I'm out of my nine to five. Um, but I'm very fortunate to say that I do love it. And I think I love it because of the people Mm. though, not because of the job itself, but the people that I get to work with really make it fulfilling and really make it you know enjoyable to text them in the morning saying how's it going guys like you know with whatever our (laughs) job is for the day so um that makes it nice the relationships I built but just like anything in life some chapters come to an end and I feel like that's going to come to an end probably um early q3 end of q2 and um I'm looking forward to that and I and I think it's it's been a good run for me in that nine to five job at least (laughs) And I guess as well, like you're very privileged in the sense that you ca- like because you started the the social media agency as well, and like mm-hmm. and like everything you're doing, like podcasting and stuff. And but that takes a lot of time and effort as well. And for you to grow that, I think it is a good decision to then dedicate all your time and energy because sometimes I hear I hear so many stories where people are like, okay, I need to do this and I need to do this, but I need to make money with my nine to five job to do that, and then they end up just never doing it. Mm-hmm. So with you, you're lucky enough to be able to now be like okay no I'm gonna do what I'm passionate about and like put all this time and energy into it and then see where it goes which is it's nice to hear I'm excited for you (laughs) thank you yeah (laughs) yeah I mean I'm sure because obviously your your business has already like or I mean your different businesses have already grown so much so I can only imagine like how much they're gonna continue to grow once you have like your full time and capacity to focus on it yeah yeah I'm looking forward to it and I think like like I said like I have nothing against a nine-to-five I, I love it I think I think each person can thrive in a different environment and, and be their best in that and I just think like you know with my background yeah. and, and being multi-faceted and kind of multi having multi-passions um I feel like I thrive best in that environment where I get to do podcasting and freelance work and scaling like a skating dress business, which is extremely niche. And mm. so um, being able to like dominate in that market and just um, not having to compete so heavily in like, you know, maybe like a clothing brand, right? That's going to be a lot, obviously a lot harder to scale. But um, I, I'm really grateful that, mm. you know, all the highs and lows in my life that have brought me to where I am today because I definitely think if there's been steps missing in my childhood years I would not be where I am today also I just want to say because I use the word privilege and some people take that word offensively and I didn't mean like privilege in my in my eyes with your uh, experiences more like (laughs) you were you were lucky enough to invest so much time when you were younger as well into this business that you have like the resources and that's what I meant rather than privilege so I just wanted to clarify that oh yeah no yeah I I it's okay I don't I don't get sensitive (laughs) about the privilege level like it's very easy I I would call myself privileged Mm. too I guess I think we're all privileged to an extent you know whatever we all have advantages in different elements that the next person like the person next to us doesn't you know true so I'm like we're all privileged and I I just I like I look at it like poker I think like I I love poker I'm (laughs) very much like a poker player and I think like we're all dealt different hands and different Mm. cards and it's just how you play them in life so (laughs) I feel like like speaking to you now I think it's so cool you seem very much focused on like your own path and not sort of looking at other people's paths or comparing yourself to other people's paths or anything like that is that something that is just like innate in you or like how have you sort of developed so that you can focus so much on yourself and like get rid of that comparison trap yeah I would say it um 
it's definitely not innate because I used to compare with other people a lot, especially when I was a figure skater and I would look at other competitors and I would try to evaluate mm. their previous scores at previous competitions in recent months. It was gnarly. But I think similar in the time of when I had that personal adversity and when I was noticing how I was so focused on what other people were doing, like, um, you know, I'd go on Insta- on Snapchat stories and I'd look at what these old friends of mine were doing and, and I'd get FOMO and I'm like, why would you do that to yourself? So I deleted Snapchat for a short <laughs> period of time. Um, and then also yeah. to especially, this one was huge and I think a lot of girls have a tendency to this one way or another, maybe a very small amount, maybe a lot. But I used to, again, look at who my boyfriend like was following in terms of the girls that he followed. Um, I looked at like maybe the photos that he liked. And again, it's like they're scrolling and they double tap and it doesn't mean anything. But when I was 19, I took it really personally. And I was like, I took it personally mm. because A, I'm paying attention. So I'm paying attention to what they're doing and, and what they're posting and what he's doing. And then secondly, I was just obviously insecure, right? I'm like, okay, something's wrong with you. I'm like, because if you're insecure about all these girls, you got to fix that. So I think that that training right there was what made me start to focus on other people less and focus on me more. Because like, I look at it almost as again, athlete mindset, Michael Phelps, the the best swimmer in history, right? Or one of the best and um, legends. And I think of it, you know, a lot of these gold medals happen in a millisecond when they win in the Olympics. And if he bothered looking at someone else in the other lane, he would have never won because his split focus. Oh, so true. Yeah, his mm-hmm. split focus would go into other people and he would lose in that millisecond because he paid little attention to the next person next to him. And so I think as an athlete, you have to stay focused on just yourself because if you focus on other people, you're going to start trailing behind or you're going to stay stuck and the person you're watching is going to keep going in front of you. And I think that you're you're just again screwing yourself over by looking at what other people are doing i just ask myself is this actually helping you or is this making you worse and then i'm like it's making you it's wasting worse. your time yeah i'm <laughs> like it's making me worse and then i'm like emily why would you want to make yourself worse and then you suddenly your brain's like yeah what the hell why would you do that so <laughs> yeah that's just my mentality about staying focused just on myself i think that's such a good mentality to have and i think something that we all need to keep in mind more mm-hmm. especially with social media because it can be so easy to compare yourself to people and then again it's also you have to keep in mind that even if you are comparing yourself to people you're not comparing yourself to the actual reality you're comparing yourself to what they're choosing to put online show and portray mm-hmm. exactly so i think that is that is a really good thing to to just stay focused on yourself because also like we're all so unique and everybody has just like their their own path their own histories but also like their own futures and you know their own exciting lives ahead of them i was just i'm just curious because you seem to be like very like productivity focused and work focused which i think is so admirable but i wanted to know if like what you do to find that balance is like to switch off on a day-to-day basis or if like maybe you are one of those people who doesn't really need that because I know that we have a friend who I just don't think he ever switches off and that's just like how Mm -hmm. he thrives like I remember we used to study with him and like in his study breaks he would listen to TED Mm -hmm. talks and I was like okay that's just like not my way of switching off but I just think it's fascinating like how people (laughs) 
function differently so I was just interested like how you implement like balance and into your Mm -hmm. life yeah I think the only times that I really switch off is maybe in the evenings um I will maybe indulge in like YouTube videos or like I will watch um or during the weekends especially during COVID and like just being locked down and stuff like I would watch movies which is definitely stuff I would never do prior to COVID so I will still allow myself to like have something to look forward to and on the weekends like in the evenings I'll just go watch a movie that kind of thing um but also like even on car drives though I do listen to a podcast but sometimes I'll switch off to like house music I love house music I know that's pretty popular in Europe and and nightlife Mm -hmm. over there I love European nightlife and that's like it's that's like the other side of me you see a very disciplined and very uh probably like career work focused gal when you're talking to me and that's very much like who I am but then also like the other extreme of me is like I love to go like to nightlife and like that's why I I can't wait to experience Berlin nightlife and like see what that's like or like go to London Uh, yeah like I just think that's really cool I love house music so yeah that's the alternative way I unwind is I literally blast deep house and I just just dance and like go crazy so that's like the other side but other than that um yeah not much like I'm not much of a Netflix person I don't have any streaming services aside aside from like prime video just because of Amazon Prime but yeah other than that I I I don't know I I just try to stay focused but in a healthy way because I think even when I'm writing on my blog or when I'm doing a podcast episode that is oddly a way of turning off for me because it's not very anxiety inducing I think work like my corporate job is probably more anxiety inducing and then like maybe like keeping up with my business making shipments arrive on time making sure I have the dresses ready on time stuff like that but um podcasting and blogging and just like photography and and doing that kind of stuff is more relaxing for me at this time so I'm fortunate that like even though that's part of my Mm. side hustles now it's also very relaxing to me what I like about those activities like in the short time that we've done podcasting is that they really force you to be present in the moment and also like reflective because I guess podcasting is very much you are, I don't know, mm-hmm. either analyzing, I don't know, a societal issue that you're talking about, mm. or you're, I don't know, self-reflecting or talking to somebody else, which is obviously like a social activity. And then blogging, I guess, is also like writing is a very therapeutic activity just in itself. So I guess you've picked very good side mm-hmm. hustles in that way that mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of allow for that. <laughs> yeah, definitely got lucky there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But we, whenever we have guests, we always like to finish off with um, a question, which is like, what's one thing you wish you could tell younger you? Ooh. If you could, like if you had the chance, we love asking that question. Yeah, that's a great one. Um, I think it's so funny. It's just a very common theme that I've talked about on today's episode. But I would say telling my teenage self, especially that it doesn't matter what the person next to you is doing. You just need to put your energy on yourself and you will watch how fast you go past them if it's really about competing, right? Like you will thrive and go much faster when you look at your direction in your own lane versus the person next to you and how fast they're going. Because if they're, if you're looking at how fast they're going, you're automatically slowing down. So that's definitely something I tell myself. Yeah, that's so good. And then our one final question that we like to ask every guest is who is one inspirational Mm. woman, a woman that you look up to? 
let me think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess, okay, I honestly would just name two people that definitely have, like, attribute, like, were contributions to how I got out of my personal adversity and rut. So one female is Lauren Everett's Bostick, who is the skinny confidential. Um, she's a blogger, if you guys have heard of her. She's just a very similar personality in that she just does whatever she wants to do. She doesn't care about what people think. Um, she doesn't, you know, really take people's opinions into concern. She is just very, she does her own thing. And I think that's very much what I adapted from her. And then another person who's a male that I look up to is Tim Ferriss. You guys might have heard of him, but he's a very well-known podcaster, especially in, I don't know, I'd say globally he is. He's had some of the top podcasts ever. Um, so kind of like, I don't know how to explain him, but he's very much, a he he was previous a venture cap previously a venture capitalist and then entrepreneur essentially but um what i really like about him is his ability to be stoic and very um apply stoicism into his everyday life which is also something i apply into my own life which is um essentially a philosophy around not taking things personally being more level-headed throughout the day and just not taking in too much of the external noise and external factors and just again kind of um you know when something happens asking yourself how is it marginally affecting me and kind of evaluating it there versus being super reactive like I used to be. So those are the two people that I look up to because they have marginally made an impact on kind of who I am today. That's That's so interesting. I wanted to get the book, The Daily Stoic. Is that, have you read that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's something I read every day. I bought it back in, yeah, junior year of college. So I've had it like, I just reread it every mm. time. Like, it's, like, 365 days of, like, passages, and then it's very easy to reread because you could read, like, one a day if you wanted to or, like, four. It doesn't matter. But, yeah, mm. it's really short. Very good reminders for each day. I read it in the morning. I recommend. Oh, I'll have to buy it now. <laughs> yeah, because I've heard that it's because I always journal in the mornings, and I feel like it would be, like, a mm-hmm. good prompt to sort of get you thinking at the start of the day and kind of, like, set the set the tone mm-hmm. for the for the rest of the day yeah definitely thank you so much for joining us and taking the time to speak to us yeah absolutely yeah this was fun and i would definitely let you guys know when i finally make my way to europe um (laughs) yeah yeah london yeah london is definitely a place i want to be and then of course germany berlin maybe practicing my german yeah no definitely (laughs) let us know yeah, one last thing. Do you just want to plug your socials, like where people can find you on like your different platforms that you've got? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can find me on my own Instagram, which is at Emily E. Duong, and Duong is spelled D-U-O-N-G. My podcast Instagram is at What Fulfills You Pod, and then um, you can find my blog at emilyelizabeth.blog. Great, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.